everyone. I'm Brittany, the content and research producer. And I'm Ellie, the media and content producer at Magnify. And welcome to the Magnify podcast, where we co-host aspirational conversations to help you thrive and work through faith. This podcast is a place where we explore all the topics and questions which we all grapple with in our careers in faith, from imposter syndrome, identity, perfectionism, acting in courage, boundaries, really the list could go on. We dig in and get frank about all things work using faith as a backdrop. And through these conversations with dynamic individuals, we hope you'll leave informed, intrigued, and inspired in your faith and work life. Start on the basis of, okay, there's human people here takes away like the transactional nature of so much of how we interface in work. I am asking you to do something. You are doing it in return and we're going to treat each other well for the sake of the work, which is also important, but just like we're going to treat each other well because the way that we speak to one another is going to inform how you speak to other people that you work with. So today we're going to be speaking about relationships at work. Um, And Brittany, have you ever really had to deal with toxic relationships at all within your work? Yeah, so thankfully I haven't had to deal with like a toxic relationship at work. Um, I've always worked for kind of like smaller companies where it's been like all hands on deck. So it's taught me a lot about just what it is to be like open within a team and what it is to um, be able to create an environment where like everyone's input matters, where everyone feels as though they can come in and show up and, and just be honest in that way. But I think it's interesting to look at this just because interacting with people is never easy. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. Um, but I think, yeah, as you said, it's so important that this is a topic we look at because really relationships are at the center of the work that we do. And without collaboration and teamwork, no company would really exist and no project would also be complete. So I guess the question that we're asking today is how do we build healthy and also long lasting relationships in our work? Yes. And to find out in this episode, we chat with Michaela O'Donnell Long, CEO and co-founder of Long Media Winter and strategist and senior fellow at Fuller's Dupree Center. Both her roles and companies revolve around building relationships with clients and people. Michaela has had great experience in building relationships, and in this episode, shares what makes a good relationship, how to promote that in our own workplace, and her own experience of trying to salvage them when they go bad. She was incredibly honest and a pleasure to chat with, so let's listen in. So we're so excited to have you on today, and we thank you so much for taking the time to join the podcast. Um, And first, we kind of just like to do just a quick opening question of, what did everyone want to be when they grew up? So, uh, Michaela, we'll start with you. Well, let me first say um, it's so fun to be here with you all. Um, I got to do some good like research on uh, what you're up to, and it's amazing. I'm just like I'm like a fan. Sign me up. You're doing great work. So it's it's an honor to be here. So thanks for having me. Um, and now I, now I'll answer the actual question. I wanted to be a lawyer when I when I was little. I wanted to be a oh, lawyer. Where did that dream come from? What? You know, I, I had this little, like, I think I was always a problem solver. That was kind of, that's kind of how I'm built. Like, I like to solve problems. And, you know, actually, I had this teacher, right? So much, so many things come back to teachers. I had this um, third grade teacher who, when I was getting a little bored with the stuff we were doing in class, she gave me a special project to go and interview some people at our local, like, law school. And so I, you can only imagine for, like, a nine-year-old, um, I and, and it saw what they did and how they worked and how their brains worked and how they learned about the law. And so I was like, I'm it. I'm going to be a lawyer. And that stayed with me until I was in my late 20s. Wow. Oh, gosh. That's so interesting. That is. Yeah. I love that. What, what about, about y'all? Um, I think, like, I wanted to be a teacher. I think I 
for the only reason that I didn't know there was any other job when I was younger than being a teacher. So it was really just my only career path I thought was available. <laughs> um, but yeah, what about you, Brittany? Great. I, mine changed so many times. <laughs> like, I think at one point, like when I was little, I really wanted to be a doctor. And then um, I think it kind of settled out as like, I want to be a fashion designer. Um, and we always, we always do a quick fire question round um, with our guests. So to start with, if you could have a dinner party with three guests from any era, who would they be and why? Okay, so Serena Williams, I'm just like the biggest fan. I like love her career. I mean, present day, but every move she makes, it's like fun to watch her moving from sports to business to fashion to motherhood now investing Serena Williams, FDR, um, he, you know, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, I felt like he solved, knew how to pull levers of big systems to solve everyday problems. And, and then my grandma, like, I know she's like a, 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 a close person, but I just, I miss her. No, definitely. I love it when, yeah, I love it when guests choose sort of family members, so sentimental. Um, but how do you start your day? <sighs> On my phone and with kids um, climbing on me and waking me up a little earlier than I would prefer. <laughs> nice um and what's the surprising fact about you i'm not really a morning person like i would prefer to like be up and even have my um even my work time sometimes go till midnight and then in perfect world i would sleep till like 10 a.m that doesn't happen but i i am not a morning person i am very much a night owl i can relate to that <laughs> can you <laughs> so we always like to talk a bit about um our childhoods and growing up because sometimes there's like these like connection points in what we're doing now um and kind of the things that shaped us and so for you what was your childhood like and yeah. kind of some of the values that shaped you it's such a good question i i think you're so right Brittany. that there are like these really um strong links uh, so i grew up in nebraska which is you know in the midwest um in the states and it, irish catholic families and so what that means is like part agriculture part like really strong work ethic and and then in part like when you see someone who needs help on the side of the road you like get out of your car and go help them and so like those things were, are quite formative um in addition my grandma the grandma i named um grew up across like our houses were across the street from one another so there i, I know so it's like this vision of this ideal like you know when things were like whatever at home as they are in normal teenage years i like would go over to my grandma's and she'd give me a job in her garden or we'd have cookies. And so that like that relationship and probably that like intergenerational, that the wisdom of, of people who are much older, um, I see all those through lines. I see that work ethic. I see that, you know, even the agrarian culture, the like seasons of work and life um, and certainly that like, you know, intimate relationship mentor kind of thing. I could see how that works together with what you're doing now too, in a lot of ways. And for, our listeners that don't know, um, can you explain a bit about um, what you do and what your day-to-day -day looks like? Yeah, so I have, I do multiple things. I mean, I think this is reflective of uh, sort of the changing world of work and even just opportunities that are open, even this one, right? Digital workforce. Um, so I have like, a, like, it almost looks like I have a couple jobs because I do have a couple jobs. So I am, uh, my husband and I own a company called Long Winter Media. And it's a boutique branding agency that we started about seven years ago. Our bread and butter is to work with clients who are like making an impact in some way, shape or form in the world. And we come alongside them, help them with creative assets and strategy. Uh, my husband is a filmmaker and an artist, and I am um, an entrepreneur and sort of an organizational person by nature. 
so I actually do, I, I lead our branding vertical and he leads our film vertical because branding is, is organizational identity. Um, and in addition to running Long Winter Media, um, I am the senior director at the Dupree Center for Leadership um, at Fuller here in uh, California. And my job there is to um, build programs and write and teach around um, issues of leadership and vocation and work. So the day-to-day -day is crazy, if you can <laughs> <Yeah>. imagine <laughs> balancing all of that. And I've got two kiddos. So, like, I, you know, I, it's like... But it's like, I really do feel like, you know, one makes the other better if you let it, or it gets crazy complicated fast. So I certainly have the crazy complicated seasons, but mostly it's like, you know, if things are, if, if you let one thing inform the other and back and forth, um, I, actually, I actually find it's a really natural move between, between the two. I feel like that's such a beautiful way of looking at it too, of not like necessarily just separate pieces, but they all in one way or another flow together. And something that we wanted to talk about today um, with the work is just um, so much of our time at work really is do, um, spent kind of with other people um, in a lot of ways. And so we were curious about uh, what it is to kind of like build up um, healthy relationships at work. And so yeah. as the owner and director of Long Media Winter, what's kind of the importance been for you of like fostering good working relationships in what you do? That's a great question. I think you're right. because. You know, my husband will say, my husband's name is Dan. He will say, you know, at the end of the day, it sort of comes down to like, do you want to be around this person? Like, do you want to like spend, spend, you're like awake and you're spending your time doing things and do you want to be around them? Like, are there somebody you want to be around? And I think his intuition there has informed a lot of how we built Long Winter. I mean, for starters, we built it together and we built it out of actually necessity. So we were eight years ago, seven, seven and a half years ago, we were in LA, we were post-grad school and it was um, the like 08 to 11 recession. And so when we graduated from grad school, there were like no jobs available at all. And we live in LA, it's not cheap. We were like, oh no, here we go. What are we gonna do? Um, my family is a family of entrepreneurs. Dan is like an artist through and through. And I'm like, let's make a, like, can we make a business out of your artistic skills? And um, he being the great sport that he is said, yes, us needing to pay our rent. We both dove, dove in and, but we were starting a business six months into marriage. Like, so the, like, we will say often, like we learned how to, we learned how to argue. We learned how to resolve conflict. We learned how to say what we really mean and let go of the other stuff by starting a business together, which is a really unusual way to spend your first like year or two of marriage. So I think that working relationship, Dan and I, is is the foundation then of how how we move and operate as a company, how I move and operate in any sphere that I'm in in regards to work. And you know, there's been a lot of learning lessons along the way. It would be it would be untrue and easy for me to be like, yeah, like we had all that figured out right up front. And We've always been wonderful people to hang out with and work with, and, but that's not true. That's not how, you know, like there's growth and, um, and, but I would say that some of the most important lessons along the way are right in this category. Um, and just one more thing on that, like that extends then to like all, like, so we have a business where we hire a lot of people on for select projects. So we will hire on cinematographers, we'll hire on graphic designers, and these are like, um, you know, independent contractor people. So they're coming in just for a bit. They're not like employees per se. Um, so you extend all the way from that most intimate working relationship who happens to be a, a business partner and a spouse 
all the way out to these like just coming in for a bit relationships um that 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 is something worthy of focusing quite a bit of attention on no absolutely um and i love your honesty within that as well of that you know it's it's it is about the growth and it's not perfect every day those relationships um but it's very clear that they are at the heart of everything you do and those collaborations as well so i guess in that what have been the highlights of your career so far looking back and how has collaboration sort of attributed to that as well that's a great question i i i was thinking about this a bit um and I'm not sure anything that I've ever done that I've been super proud of has ever been by myself. I just don't think, I think even when we think something's by ourselves, it's like, well, we're doing that on the shoulders of other people. Even if they're not actively on that project with us, like the thing I learned, somebody taught me or the way I knew how to ask good questions, like that came from my mom or whatever it is. So uh, I just, I, I, like everything, everything was done. Um, I, I actually think that starting long winter, um, starting a company, starting a company in LA, a company that, man, like and some of our clients are just, they're cool people doing great things. And that means a lot. Um, and Dan and I are wired quite differently. So I am fast talking, like love to be with clients, love to, that those relationships, love people to think about who they are. And he is like measured and, you know, wants to really go to the abstract artistic picture before we come back around. But it's, it's that combination that makes projects, the, the things that we do, um, I think that much better. So that's one thing. Um, over on my, like the, the stuff I'm doing um, uh, at the Dupree Center, uh, I, I recently, I and a team, uh, you know, have recently developed um, a program called Road Ahead. And it's a six week program that helps people kind of move from like stuck to unstuck in their work and vocation. And it's rooted in like research I did, um, academic research I did. And I'm like the chief person who's building that. But like, I think about the people who, first of all, the people who got in there in the messy space in the, in the like, we don't really know what we're doing. It's a gift to be able to enter into that ambiguity. So that those kind of collaborators are really something special when we come across them and who don't don't feel judgy based on the messiness, but feel like, yeah, I can see something unfolding here. Um, in particular, one woman that worked with me, she just kept like pushing me to make it clearer and kept pushing me to make it better. And I, it wouldn't have become clearer and better without her. And that's a, that's a program that like now people are loving. It's like making a big difference in their lives. And like, I never could have gotten there by myself. Like I never could have created that um, without her and a team of others. Um, so yeah, the collaboration, um, it's, it really is where it's at. Now, you know, we'll probably talk a bit about the difficulties or the perceived difficulties there, but I, like, I am a fan and everything I've ever done is because of other people. Um, and one of um, a couple of episodes back was speaking about sort of collaboration as well um, within the work that they were doing. And they were saying it's so important that throughout your working career and um, throughout everyone that you meet, you sort of treat everyone with the equal respect because you never know where people are going to end up. And I would even like come back a step and it's like, well, like regardless of where people end up, like, you know, sort of walking through the world assuming that anybody that's right in front of you like has like human dignity right and there's like value and to start on the basis of okay there's human people here takes away like the transactional nature of so much of how we interface in work i am asking you to do something you are doing it in return and we're going to treat each other well for the sake of the work which is also important but just like we're going to treat each other well because 
you know, you're going to go home and the way that we talk today is going to matter in terms of how you treat your kids. And the way that, you know, we speak to one another is going to inform how you speak to other people that you work with. And because we just mirror each other. That's all we do. We mirror each other and we carry our good stuff and our pain along with us. If I, you know, if I snap at somebody or I don't like, I'm not as clear with them as I might be, or I move them out of a decision-making thing they should have been in, all these things that happen, right, in these small ways. Um, I go home with having put that into the world too. And so then I have that kind of energy that I'm bringing home to my husband and my kids and my neighbors and friends. And so, yeah, I think treating people well is at the core of how to be a human and a working human working in collaboration with others. I love the idea of it doesn't matter who they are, what their skills are, where they're at in their lives. You have the power to improve their day just through their, you know, your interactions with them. Um, and I suppose like just touching upon faith here as well, bringing that into the picture, how has your faith helped you to build those healthy and also long lasting relationships as well? Yeah. I, I mean, I, one could say that, that what I just described is, is a principle of faith, right? So there's this like, you know, concept, this belief, I'm a person of Christian faith, uh, that every human being bears the image of God in some way, shape or form. So like when I'm talking to y'all, I'm literally talking to like image bearers of God, right? And so just the, the importance of that, the significance of that, right? So that's, and, and I think that's about val- that that's dignifying and that's value. And then you know, use the word LA power. Like I actually think as humans, there's all kinds of different ways that we have or don't have power that society gives or strips power. But in like our interpersonal you know, interactions and in our relationships, especially the ones that build up over time, like we have power with each other. We have power to impact and influence how our days are, how we grow in our work, what we think we can be when we grow up, right? All of these different levels. And so, yeah, that's absolutely like, and so for me, faith is that compass. It's like, well, in the very best days, it's the compass. When I get up in the morning and I have my second cup of coffee, it's like, okay, like, let me look at my, let me look at my true north. And on my very worst days, which I have them, it's like the thing often coming through other people and just the, the different pillars in my life that like swings me back and it's like eh, like that wasn't that wasn't the best day that wasn't the best interaction and committing to to grow in that calibration of my true north being towards faith I think does make me a better person to be in relationship with and in collaboration with whether I'm working with other people who talk about God or who are Christians or people who want to make great art and go home at night and be great friends or spouses or parents. That's such a good point. It's something that we like to talk about a lot with faith is uh, kind of that practical bit of it too, of like, it doesn't necessarily answer like every big question that we have, but it does. I like how you called it like the true North. It does kind of um, center us in a way and kind of give us like a bit of a foundation. Um, in some ways of like what we're building on and where we're going from. And I think with that, in terms of like thinking about how we build good relationships at work, um, what for you has made like a good working relationship, like from your experience? 
Yeah, that's that's really good. Um, I think I'll start with one thing I wasn't thinking I would say, but now that you've made that really good link, I think I will. I think one thing that makes for good relationships is our being able to show up well, right? Like our just, so that's like managing our own reactivity, thinking like, oh, that got me a little like hot or triggered. Oh, maybe that wasn't really about this. Maybe that's about this, this thing that I've got to deal with. Um, taking the time to focus on like the people who are in front of you being present with them. So part of it is like, how do I show up? And can, am I showing up ready to be somebody who is a good partner in work, is a good collaborator, is a good even work friend, right? I really do think that candor is, is critical. Um, and candor being like, yeah, I'm going to tell you the honest truth. Um, but the caveat there is that candor only works when there's like trust um, and that trust is built in different ways. It's certainly in, in some situations, you have a long-term working relationship and trust is built in the day in, the day out. But then you've got the, the other folks that you sort of move in and out with, even in this conversation, like you, the three of us, I'm not, we're not going to spend the rest of our working day together. So we sort of have to decide to trust each other in the space, but also set the table. We create these, these spaces where we can have trust that then we can have candor when we need to say the hard things, when we need to say the, you know, good things. So, so candor. So oh, yeah, showing up to lead candor, which is built on trust. And I think clarity, actually, I think clarity is really helpful. I think that one of the most, well, I've seen it along the way. One of the most difficult places in relationship, working relationship, is people when people don't quite know what's theirs to take, or they think something is theirs, but really it's not. And so what ends up happening is that it, you're creating less space for people to fully bring themselves when you don't have clarity. And again, that clarity can happen over the long haul in the day-to-day. -day. Hey, I know you got this, and I got this, and this is the kind of stuff we come in the middle and really make decisions together about or it can happen in the like much more sporadic working relationships like are we clear about expectations are we clear about what we're hoping for from one another um and and i think that those the clarity candor built on trust and bringing ourselves as people who other people want to be in relationship with i think those go a long way in building relationships yeah absolutely i love that first point of understanding like how you're showing up as well I think so often we're so quick to judge other people and blame other people if the relationship turns out for whatever reason but actually first of all sitting down and going okay but what you know what have I brought this to relationship and I'm and am I giving them what I expect them to give me as well within that Absolutely. I'm loving how these are like so applicable like even beyond work too <laughs> you know of like any like you can bring them into really every relationship that that you're in or every interaction that you have with like another person, which is great. And I think I um, wanted to ask you too, because as you mentioned, like in addition to working with long um, winter media, you also teach leadership and vocation classes. And so for any of our listeners who might be in like leadership positions, um, how, I guess, how can they lead in a way that does promote healthy kind of positive working relationships within a team setting? Great question, critical question, right? Um, first thing I want to say there is like give yourself a little grace because this is actually hard stuff this is very hard stuff this is the stuff 
books are written about and podcasts are made about and people do research about it's like how do we work effectively as teams and and so much of that is not just about you know production but about what happens between people and you know for the the beauty that is all image bearers like we've all also got our stuff like we all show up with our stuff too and so we've got this human element and so the first thing i'll say is just give yourself a little bit of grace and when what's been helpful for me is like when i realize like my job is actually not to be perfect in this it lets me be i think a much more effective leader um because it lets me uh in a in a healthy way like demonstrate when i failed and apologize when i need to and you know sort of pick things back up and try again and when i was like 22 it was my first like thing out of college and i was interning at like a residential counseling center um for kids that really had just been through it like just tough stuff stuff kids should never have to go through and i was there just to like live life alongside them like we literally like shared rooms and like cooked together it was very like hands-on and because there had been so much emotional trauma in everybody's lives like this is really important how you like led how you showed up to lead as a as a person in this space and one day i got um so frustrated like that i raised my voice this is like I, and and it sounds like okay you raise your voice you're human this is not an environment where one should be raising their voice people been through emotional trauma i'm raising my voice can you imagine all of that's triggering for people and I, I felt so much shame in that moment. I felt I, right after that moment, I was, I was like, I can't believe I did that. I can't believe that I did that. And um, that night, I rounded up the people who were there, and I just said, like, I'm really sorry. Like, I'm just really sorry. Several months later, one of the girls came to me, and she said it was that moment, that moment that you came and apologized to us, that that I knew you were the real deal. That I started trusting you. I'm like, really? But I had just yelled. She's like, Yeah, but you could like say sorry and that's we all make mistakes and this is like a 17 year old no of course i'm like you know 30 20 years later i like i've got this lesson um and i feel like that's really big so giving yourself grace and not having to be perfect and 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 leading with with that and then just just treating people well setting those clear expectations building trust the, the sort of things that come up in the, in the last question and, and being candid and 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 moving with candor when it needs right not skirting around conflict not saying these things don't matter because they do they fester they matter you gotta you gotta go into it but again it's the sh how do you show up are you a person who's showing up that enables other people to show up and you gotta all of a sudden you got a bunch of people showing up you got relationships that are forming and you've got the the beautiful work that comes from a bunch of people showing up together and that that's really precious Wow, I'm loving this. And I think also as well, have you seen kind of, have you noticed maybe a difference in like your own confidence or even like the success of a project when everyone is kind of working together well in a certain way and maybe even like other, um, on the flip side, you know, what can kind of come up when maybe we aren't gelling at the same time and how does that, how might that affect um, our work? Yeah, it's a great question. Um, some of my favorite things about working on creative work and um, like my husband having so much experience in the film industry, the film industry is like a roles and responsibilities. Like it's a one big giant collaboration. You ever watch the like credits on a feature film? It's like, 
75 million people helped make that film. But everybody had like a job, right? And they all had like a place that they were coming in. It wasn't like, you know, just sort of measured chaos. Um, and, and there's something about like that sense of roles and responsibilities translated over to other spaces that I think sets the tone for people to come alive, which then I think breeds a lot of that confidence. So I, I, I go back to like clarity. I'm like, yeah, the, the, the situations that have gone the best are, are not necessarily because, oh, those were the most talented people I've ever met in my life. I, I worked with a lot of talented people, but it's because things, people knew where they, what they could grab onto. They knew where they could give their full self. They trusted the space to get in there creatively. And what they were met with was not necessarily like, oh, every idea you threw in or every part that you did was a perfect go. Of course, it's like in creative work, all those revisions and those nuances are built in, but where they're feeling like, dang, this is getting to the best thing possible. And that, and, and that clarity in those guardrails actually breed that confidence. Um, that has been where some of, I think, the, the best situations have been. And then you feel great and then the relationships build and then you feel confident about going into the next project or, or otherwise. And um, the ones that have, have not gone as well um, are when, those, when you get off the same page from one another. And sometimes you get off the same page creatively. Sometimes there's another like break in the relationship, especially in, more, in longer term relationships where you just kind of feel frustrated with that person. So then like everything they do is like crap. You don't like it. You're like, no, I'm not, I'm not feeling that. Um, but a lot of times it's much simpler than that. It's like you get off the same page in terms of like, what were you hoping that person would bring or do in this? And so I, I think it is an act of incredible hospitality to be a person that works for the world. When you find yourself leading projects or a person who helps shape projects, to offer people clarity, because um, that clarity then brings people's full self. And when you're when you're giving you know giving feedback and building off that full self, that produces a lot of confidence. Um, and the flip side of that is that it starts to drain your confidence. You're like, oh man, I tried. Like I was trying, and oh, I got shot down, and oh, this person hates my work, and oh, they don't think I'm contributing enough, and like all those reels start playing in our head, right? Of, of wherever those come from, they come from other stuff, not always just that person in that moment. But then those instances start interfacing with the rest of our history and experience to mean something that it may or may not mean, which starts to you know, chip away at that confidence. So I, I just, I, if I were gonna quickly sort, I, I go, it's like that clarity. That, you know, and I think Brene Brown, who I love, she says like clear is kind. And I'm like, it is, it's kind. And I also think it, produces great relationships and great work yeah definitely I love that simple Brene Brown quote of just clear as kind because it just you know really boils it down and so simple to you know apply to your own work and your own life as well um, and career and going back to those conflicts in those times of conflict of clashing with um, you know your colleagues or the people you're collaborating with I suppose could you speak to maybe even a time in your own career when you have when that has happened and how do you navigate that to make sure that those relationships aren't damaged in the long term but that they can heal quickly so you can sort of do do the best job possible yeah it's a great question so I'm thinking about a couple along the way just client relationships where we got off the same page and we started here and by the end of a project we were here and everybody was frustrated with each other. We felt, they felt like they weren't 
I'm thinking particularly about a person who, you know, she felt like she wasn't probably getting what she wanted and wasn't, and, and she's spending good money. So she's spending good money and not getting what she wants. And we're feeling like we're hemorrhaging money because we keep putting people on these problems and we are, we are trying to give her everything she wants. And there is just the friction that comes. And we have had a previous like positive relationship and, um, that tension right in the moment, like gets really hard to resolve. It gets really hard to like say, okay, we're going to all be best friends. You know, it, it, I don't know if you were the best friends in the first place, but it just gets hard. So I just want to say it's really hard work and there's no like, oh, here's how, how it's magically solved. And I, I'm thinking of probably like my least favorite interaction in the last eight years. And the one that I, that I think about when you ask a question like this, right? So it's obviously still impacting me. So one is that like after the, the sort of, t after the tension, first of all, we just kept hemorrhaging money. I was like, we're not like, again, from the Midwest, back to your like first question. It's like, customer's always right. Like, this is like, we're like, she's going to be happy at the end of the day, like, even though that did not work out very well financially for us. So, but after like the heat of that moment was over, I, I was like, hey, can we just process? And can we schedule our processing time for like a week or 10 days from now? Can we not process right now? And when we scheduled it for a week or 10 days from now, we just both were pretty honest with each other. And I'm not sure that either of us left that conversation like, okay, cool. Let's like get a glass of wine and keep chatting and be best friends today. But we both left it feeling like, oh, we like understand. We, I was like, oh, I get it, man, that that must have been frustrating. And that was, that was um, voice back and forth. And so we were that, and that was the seedling of being able to continue on in relationship. Now there's a couple layers to that because we had other people on the project who were like, you're asking way too much for me at this point, I need to get paid more. And we were like, okay, this is a unique situation. Normally we go back to the client. Okay. We've breached scope of work, Like we've got to, we've got to do this. But in this situation, I was like, no, we're just going to eat the cash because we're not going to ruin a relationship and start setting unclear expectations with the contractors who we, who we value and we need and who are doing great work. And they are kind of getting the run around from us right now. And so just, just knowing where you can absorb. And a lot of that is, can you get your ego out of the way? Can you realize like we're all, maybe we're all doing our best. Maybe we're all trying. And eh, was I perfect at that? No. Like, was that a deeply formative experience for me? And does that shape how I set expectations from other, every other client from that point forward? Absolutely. Yes. So then I also bring that in as a tool for forming clearer and stronger relationships with other people going forward. Yeah, definitely. And I love, you know, there are lessons to take from each relationship to build upon and improve for the next one. Um, and then also just picking up on your best friend comment there, like you were never going to be best friends, but equally there are times when at work we can become really close with people um, and even clients. So how do you ensure that those relationships still remain professional whilst also being effective to get to where you need to go? Um, I think that if good close friendships started to cloud judgment about decisions like oh i'm not going to bring that thing up because i love so and so and i don't want that to be a point of conflict that maybe be like a place to visit like okay like what kind of boundaries have what, what kind of boundaries are are best for this this working relationship um i also think it's you know i think there's there's a power in a leadership dynamic here too so in um, a situation where i'm the i'm the leader right 
And so I don't often set the terms of how close like I'm going to be with the people who um, are like entrusted to my care. I'm not like, hey, I'm not pushing for a closer and closer relationship. If, if they're over time asking me about more personal things and eventually we click and we and there's, a, you know, that kind of thing that happens in human relationships. But I'm following their lead. Like I'm not, so I'm not pushing for intimacy. Um, so the leader becomes the follower. I take my cues from other people a lot. I really do. Almost on your point of boundaries there and going back to your, um, your answer to sort of like navigating relationships that turn a bit sour or bitter. Um, and you spoke there about sort of taking the cash flow yourself and, you know, valuing the people really over the money, which is something I really admire. Um, but in an effort to build those good relationships, we can find ourselves like sort of being the yes person and in doing so sort of taking too much on. So I guess like how do we navigate that balance and trying to find those boundaries so that we're doing enough and valuing the relationships that we have, but also looking after ourselves as well. That's such an important question. Even the example I said, like the one I gave about sort of just eating the cash would be really problematic if that's what I was doing every month or if I was doing that every week, or even if I was doing that every year, I think I've done that one time in eight years because it was, it really called for that. Right. And I, you're making choices. Um, it's, it's, it's important to evaluate the kind of requests that come at me or am I having to shape shift, um, too much for someone else's expectations? And if so, what does that mean? Is this the best looking relationship for me? Is this a long-term good fit? Am I flourishing as a human being? Um, and I think asking those kind of questions pretty regularly, right? Like I, I really do. And so it's like, well, okay, how might we check in with ourselves along the way so that we're, we at least know the lines we want to hold. Sometimes then it gets really tricky because somebody's, somebody's asking too much or pushing too far and we like need to pay our rent, right? And we need to like have food to eat. And it's not as simple as let me just go and go get this other thing and there's like very real factors here but checking in with ourselves lets us know like okay do we need to set boundaries with a particular person how a working relationship that's really close become is it, is it not bearing fruit anymore is it not bearing the fruit that comes with good working relationships and depending on what those answers are like what does that mean like what does that mean for my own future you know we don't always have agency in, in certain systems or power but we do have like agency and power over like the arc of our career. It comes back to checking in with yourself um, and, and having that be a, a litmus test for the things you say yes and, and no to um, in the workplace. I love that so much. And I think the idea of checking in with yourself is so important because your boundaries aren't the same all the time because your life, you know, life happens and those boundaries change alongside with that. So I think it's so important to ask yourself those questions and be aware of, you know, the the changes around you and how that impacts what you're able to take on at work as well yeah thank you so much Michaela for your time today we've had such a lovely conversation I hope that you have enjoyed it as well oh thank you so much this is like one of the most fun conversations I've had in a long time I just really appreciate it so here were our top three takeaways from our conversation with Michaela. So the first one was ensure your impact is good. And I think that this is also important because each of us have an impact. Um, so it's really down to us. It's our choice whether we make that good or bad with the interactions that we have in our everyday. Because not does it only impact ourselves and the person that we are um, conversing with, but it then impacts who they go off and converse with later as well. 
Yeah, and with that, it kind of leads into the second point, um, the importance of honesty. Uh, that actually really does help to build a relationship. Like when we are able to admit when we're wrong, when we're able to admit when um, we might be struggling in an area or need help, um, I think that kind of humility actually does develop trust. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and our third point was honoring the dignity um, in others and ourselves as well. And I think, again, this sort of links into our first point of just ensuring that you understand that everyone around you has dignity and that you need to treat them with dignity as well. But also you need to treat yourself with dignity and understanding that you can't say yes to everything. You need boundaries put in place in order to give the best version of yourself to that person to make sure that that relationship stays healthy and stays positive. Thank you so much for joining us for this episode. If you know anyone who might love this episode too, go ahead and share it with them. And don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We love to hear your thoughts and it really helps us out. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe to our email list, which you can find on the Magnify website, where you'll get connected and informed with even more inspiring content. And also our inbox is always open. So if you have a topic you want us to chat about, or if you have something that you just want to add to our conversations, you can email us at elliatmagnifycollective.com. 